Hello and welcome to War Stories, a year at the Tyneside Cinema. My name is Simon Dowling. This episode is about Paul Thomas Anderson's Phantom Thread, and I promise it will be the last Paul Thomas Anderson podcast of the year. A nice short one for you this week. I've done enough talking about Paul Thomas Anderson and the way he moves his camera and the way his films are incredible. Phantom Thread is no different. Phantom Thread is his first film in four years. His last film was um, the marvellously mind-boggling Inherent Vice, which I described as like reading a choose-your-own-adventure detective novel, but after you've had a few too many drinks. Phantom Thread is about the House of Woodcock, a fashion house run by Reynolds Woodcock, played by Daniel Day-Lewis. A notorious bachelor, possibly England in the 1950s most eligible bachelor, who makes the finest of clothes for the finest of people. The film focuses on his relationships with two women, Cyril and Alma. Cyril is his long-standing confidant. She takes his notes when he's measuring new models and poo-poos his ideas for, for both design and his life and is very much his yardstick when it comes to his career. Alma Elson is a woodcock girl, I guess. It's it's set up that he he falls very fast for these young, beautiful women and eventually grows tired of them. And we meet Alma at the same time as Reynolds Woodcock does, so we get to see this whole relationship, as well as the, the back end of a, his previous relationship. The film is tremendously atmospheric. To me, there was a kind of constant feeling of dread underneath the entire film, certainly helped by Johnny Greenwood's soundtrack, and the set and and setting is very gothic, but it's this 1950s grand scale, and it it felt to me like it could have gone any way. If Paul Thomas Anderson had turned around and made it a ghost story, I would have been so in for that. And the the twists and turns that the film does take are indeed sinister and incredible and enlightening. And it's just another marvellous film. I'm I'm not confident that it's my favourite Paul Thomas Anderson film. It's certainly probably my favourite film since Punch Drunk Love in, in the early noughties. As soon as I walked out, my thoughts went to, when can I see this film again? There are aspects of the movie, like a wraparound conversation and actions and undertakings by each character that I know will carry much more weight on a second viewing. Um, To dive into the performances for a second, Daniel Day-Lewis is absolutely incredible as Reynolds Woodcock. Apparently this is the character most like him, as in it's, you know, Daniel Day-Lewis is a famously method actor and this, this is the least method he's ever had to be. It's the least he's ever had to remove himself from his own and his own personality in order to manifest the character. And Reynolds Woodcock is an arsehole. He his character is stunning. He's so blunt and he's so brutal and he knows what he wants and he gets what he wants. And that includes every walk of life that you know from the moment he sees Alma, Reynolds Woodcock knows Alma will be his. Alma's played by Vicky Creeps, who I haven't seen in in very much. Um, I've definitely seen some of her other films, uh, but I I can't think of a a standout performance. The last thing I possibly saw her in was uh, Joe Wright's Hannah, and, you know, that was nearly a decade ago. Cyril is played by Leslie Manville, an elder statesperson of 
the British theatre scene. She has an extensive RSC background and an extensive career on, on uh, like the National Theatre and the Old Vic. I believe she's won an Olivier Award as well. She hasn't starred in that many films. Another year which came out, God, it, it doesn't feel like that long ago, but it was in 2010. She is she is incredible in, she she had a little part in, in uh, Mr. Turner. Her early career in, in the 90s was films like Topsy Turvy, Secrets and Lies, lots of the Mike Lee films from, from that era. Despite how incredible Daniel Day-Lewis's performance is, he is acted off the screen by Leslie Manville and Vicky Creeps. The film is so slow and so brooding and so silent that every emotional punch and every facial expression from each of the characters is so incredibly important. Leslie Manville, in particular, plays the character of this woman who's been stuck with Reynolds Woodcock for so long that she knows every move he's going to make. She knows when he's tired. She's she knows when he's tired of people. She knows which what food he wants, and she plays this, this sage character so incredibly well. And Vicky Creeps, like I say, I haven't seen her in much. Is so good as as Alma Elson. The majority of the impact of her character and her impact on the film is is in these silent, reactive moments. But again, also her. Her ability to stand one-on-one -on -one with someone like Daniel Day-Lewis and, and at times out-act him is incredible and I feel like she's just gonna get swept up by, by other incredible directors. Everything about the film is lavish and luxurious. The cinematography, which um, is a peculiar one, there is no cinematographer for the film. Paul Thomas Anderson undertook the work himself and deemed himself not to be the cinematographer on the movie so therefore didn't credit himself for it. Robert Ellswit, who did Inherent Vice and There Will Be Blood and Punch Drunk Love with him wasn't available but he wanted to, to carry on and make the film presumably because Daniel Day-Lewis was like I'm taking over to retirement, you need to make this film with me. And the film is no worse because of it. Paul Thomas Anderson is a spirited and original and incredibly talented director and the film doesn't lack the eye of Robert Ellswick, whose help he's had in his career to, to make these stunning films complete with stunning visuals and stunning camera movements. Paul Thomas Anderson didn't need him to make this film as beautiful as it is. The film itself is about a fashion house, it's about beauty and intricacy and and that's just a synecdochal aspect of the wider film. Um, everything about the film is, is beautiful. I can't pour more praise on this film and it doesn't surprise me that I loved it. I saw it on Monday in the middle of a three-day hangover and it was absolutely everything that I needed. It was like a warm blanket, but if that blanket had just a little bit of static and was making you tingle, and yes, it's just absolutely stunning, you should definitely go and see it. My favourite thing about my screening of Phantom Thread was, as I was walking out, there were um, two people walking down the stairs, and, and one of them said to a friend, oh, that film was painfully slow, it could have done with a few car chases. I can't help but think that if you went into a film and think that the only way that you can be thrilled is through car chases, then you're not going to enjoy Phantom Thread, because yes, it is slow, yes, it is quiet, but if you can let the atmosphere of the film engulf you in the way that a lot of people I know who have seen the film and fallen in love with it have done, 
then you are going to see one of the best films you'll definitely see this year, but perhaps you'll ever see in your lifetime. There are movements and aspects of this film that I've seen done elsewhere, but just never as well as this film. Yeah, I, I can't sing its praises enough. <laughs> 